Welcome to the Mental Health in Schools podcast, designed and delivered by Anna Bateman. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of series 2 of Halcyon Education podcasts. In this episode we feature another interview with students. It's a really honest, mature dialogue with year 11s about exams, exam stress and the interview raises questions like whether they should really be enjoying year 11 and the importance of trusted adults. First, a quick word from our sponsors. At Jigsaw PSHE, we believe that personal development and strategies to build mental well-being need to be taught and not left to chance. Jigsaw, the mindful approach to PSHE, leads the way in providing children and young people with its acclaimed, well-structured and developmental lesson-a-week learning experience in PSHE from ages 3 to 16. Detailed lesson plans and all the teaching resources needed, along with free updates and ongoing support, make Jigsaw an invaluable, relevant and fresh resource, taking the worry out of PSHE planning. Written by teachers for teachers. Unmindfulness philosophy and practice underpins the whole programme. Statutory government requirements for relationships, health and sex education are amply covered. For more information, go to www.jigsawpshe.com or call at Jigsaw HQ. Now to the podcast. Welcome to Halcyon Education's Mental Health in Schools podcast. I'm joined today by three students. I'm going to get them to introduce themselves. Um, Hassan. My name's Mazana. My name's Angeline. Welcome, the three of you. And today's focus, we're going to be looking at exam stress and pressure and how schools can help with that. I think you're all in year 11, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you guys are really at what we call the coalface, so you know what it's like to be experiencing exam pressure and stress right now. What are your thoughts on how schools can help manage the pressure that comes? Because exams, is, it's a fixed point, isn't it? So sometimes stressful events arrive in our life and they're a bit surprising and we don't expect them but exam stress and pressure is a very fixed point and we're all doing it together I'm just wondering what you think schools can do to alleviate knowing that there's an end point how that they can try and prevent um personally I think they need to start the core subjects earlier so maybe in year nine start the GCSE course for English maths and science Mm. and drag it out till year 11 make Mm -hmm. them do the exam then because it gets really hard during year 11 Christmas to cram in all that revision for the exams mm. that are coming up. Mm. We'd rather have it, all right, we've got the memory in, you know it's cemented in, we know what to do yeah. on the day, perform. Yeah, okay. So definitely having more time to yeah, be more able time. to remember. I think you mentioned to me before the podcast that a lot of the exams at the moment is about recall and, and yeah. memory and, and, and revising. A lot everything. of the GCC subjects are factual yeah. more than... I wouldn't say applying your knowledge kind of thing, but yeah. it's, it's facts, quick facts. Okay. Th- those are easy marks. Yeah. So remembering those will guarantee you a decent grade. Right. We need more time to remember those. Okay. Yeah, so it's a really good point. It's interesting because uh, we know at the moment the, the new Ofsted frameworks, the way that Ofsted is inspecting schools is that they they want secondaries to not start GCSEs until year 10. So you have only then got two years to focus on your subjects that you've chosen. That goes against mm. what you're suggesting, which is 
That's quite interesting. I don't know whether... Just out of curiosity, why did they make that decision? I think, I, from what I understand, it's to do with a, a broad and balanced curriculum and they want more young people to have the breadth of experience so that they've got a real good subject knowledge in DT, in cooking, in, in French, in you know whatever language it is, in RE, so that there's that broad curriculum rather than just two years of a narrowed kind of approach. So I think that's why. But don't those kind of three years get to waste as soon as you pick your options? Because mm. that's why I personally believe I've never had to use any of my DT skills mm. in, any of my, in any of my other subjects. Mm. So why kind of, I want to say, delay your mm. meant to be the big exam, mm. you know, be all end all kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Why delay that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's like too much pressure. It's, a, it's only between two weeks and we've got like 15 exams. Yeah. It's just too much for anyone to deal with. Yeah. And it's like the teachers aren't really educated on mental health as well to help us with it. Mm. They don't know how to deal with us having problems. Definitely. Mm. They need to be more educated in some ways. So, so when you say educated, what does that look like? to educate staff is that training yeah like um training about what mental health is and like how different people experience it because some like many teachers still because they're older they still have that like old mentality of like oh children don't have that much like they don't have mental health problems it's okay it's just exams everyone's done it for the last like hundreds of years why should they have a problem Mm. but they just need to we sat down and look at like mental health can start at any age not when you're older Mm -hmm. i think it's recognizing the cues that a student is suffering from mental health yeah and do you think staff are good at recognizing the cues no no. personally i think it's poor yeah i do agree with both of your statements but i know this is really ridiculous but no when exams come people are more likely to remember some stupid meme on instagram and snapchat instead of revising it Insta- so in school they could do some things like make it more entertaining for the kids to remember because kids more likely remember um song lyrics instead of oh what's two times two mm-hmm. say that so I was thinking, like, with, men, like, with people with mental health, they feel like it's more stressful because they can't remember anything when they're writing on the paper. They don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So when, like, in classes, make it more entertaining. Give them, like, um, a quick um, little thing to remember it by. Because mm. sometimes they do have, like, um, little... What is it called? Um... Like games, yeah, games and stuff, yeah, games yeah. stuff like who and stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't That's help as much because it, people more mess mm. around and stuff. But if you do it in the lesson, like oh, this you can say oh, you can remember this by do, remembering this, mm-hmm. or like trying to add it into something kids would know nowadays than later on. Okay, so more interaction, yeah. and especially yeah. the visual. I think what you're saying because kids are so used to being on their phones and accessing YouTube that that's yeah. the way that kids are. Are taking in information, to, I guess. To kind yeah. of expand on that, I remember more my lessons with with a funnier teacher than I do with a, a more monotone teacher. Yeah. If the if the lessons got more, so to speak, colour to it, yeah. I'm going to learn more from yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. remember more from it. And from, like, a young age, like, now I know they're doing loads on mental health, but, like, children really don't know why, why it's happening to them. Or, like, they don't really know what anxiety or anything like that is, and they, they just think it's, oh... Yeah, definitely teach oh, it in is younger this years. just sadness? Oh, it's, I don't need to go speak to anybody. Just start... If you start from a younger age, then maybe that'll help. So do you think... 
primary school. Do you think that school culture, do you think that is being in an environment where you know that you could go to anyone and they would, what would you want them to do, listen and understand Mm -hmm. and have good knowledge about it? Mm, It's not that. It's, I think it's... Go on. Let me, uh, yeah, no, go on. Um, it's just, you're talking to somebody, it doesn't really help. Like, you want to talk to your friend, but your friends understand. You want to talk to somebody, but they don't understand. It's more like getting somebody who you trust, who is mm. near to you, and who's been through it, kind of. Mm. So they will understand that, oh, you're being through this, I've been through this, so you don't feel alone. Because mm. if you're with somebody who hasn't been through it, and say, oh, you need... Um, like nowadays they have like medicines for depression and mental health you oh you need this medicine oh you need this you, oh you need this but it's not always about like the chemicals in your brain it's mm. about feeling belonged feeling mm. in with people Absolutely. like fitting in with your friends without your friends yeah. um, with your family within your family without yeah. your family I think that is a really important point to make that the importance of connection with people around us and a sense of belonging Can I just pick up on, I think you've all mentioned trust. So teachers being able to understand mental health better, would that develop trust in you to be able to talk to them? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think there's kind of a stigma around going up to a teacher and expressing them your feelings. I think it should be the teacher identifies, all right, there may be something wrong with a student. Let me approach him. If he kind of vents everything out, all right, we could move on Mm. in the phases. If he doesn't, I'll see what happens further. Mm. I'll go up to him again. That kind of persistentness needs to be there. Trust has to be earned, not brought. So, like, you can't just keep going up to people and be like, oh, everything okay, everything okay. You're not really asking them. You're just, like, saying, oh, are you okay? Like, walking around school, you say, hi, are you okay? You don't really want to answer. You just want to say, oh, okay, bye. Mm. So how can how can teachers ask in a way that will make you feel like you'd you'd open up and talk first start like speaking to them normally like yeah. about their life and stuff and then maybe like maybe after a couple of days when you actually know stuff about the student then bring it up like oh you're not acting the I same think... like just actually get to know the student instead of like someone you don't know and you just say like oh are you okay they're not going to tell you because they've never met you before yeah, yeah absolutely I-, I think befriending the teacher uh, the teacher befriending the student should be a f- kind of thing that's out there. I agree with both of you, but now when you say um, it's more easier to talk to a stranger, like like if you're like outside somewhere, like you're like may- maybe you're like at a bus stop or outside down where you meet somebody, you're more likely to talk to them because you think that you're never gonna see them again. They're never gonna judge you. They can't judge you because you feel more open with random people. I know it sounds odd, but. Mm. You you're talking to somebody from your inside of your house. Um, they you're seeing them every day. They know what's wrong with you. They're gonna keep asking you. They're gonna put more pressure on you to try and get better and better and better. And your friends, you tell them, they joke around. They make you feel a little bit more insecure. And if they find out that oh, um, they have this. Oh, um, are you okay? Are you sure? This this mm-hmm. and so telling somebody you know still can be an issue too because you feel like oh they're gonna judge you every day. They're gonna treat you differently because of this because yeah. of that. Yeah. Okay. To kind of expand on that, I think teachers should approach students not as a teacher, but more as a just just a person. Mm. Because we, we always see you around as teachers, mm. but we'd rather, if you're going to come to us to help and kind of use your support, come to us as a person. Talk to us like you're a normal person, not like a teacher. You know, when you're saying a normal person, do you, do you really mean it like an equal? Or do you mean... 
that the relationship is different. I think more of a more of a student-like mindset should be approached. Right. Like some teachers feel like, oh, you talk to them and they will understand. But like, if you talk to them like in an adult perspective, you're kind of like making the kid make feel like you don't understand more. But if like if you keep like if you keep it down, like um, trying to joke around, like trying to tell them that it's okay, and you trying to add on the trust and add on the friendship instead of talking to like a teacher would say, oh, um, this, but this, but this, but this. But if you talk as a um, like um, a kid, you more likely think of. Um, what they would feel like, how they would feel, and in your, if you were in that situation, like go back in your days, if when you were mm. your you were doing your GCSEs, you were doing your SATs, you were doing all your um, work, go back to those days. Remember what they're going through. Don't do opinions on, oh, I did it, you can do it. I did it, you do it. Is that is that what we would call empathy though? So mm-hmm. are you are you saying that teachers yeah, need have to be, more emp- yeah, empathy? A bit more empathetic. And they need yeah. to realise that it's not the same as it was before. You don't like now, um, how they're like, oh social media and stuff, oh get off it, it'll help. But sometimes that's the only way people have a way out. And they they just they keep on presenting social media in a bad way, but sometimes it's the way people get out of I their f- life right now. Personally I mm. think social media is where us teenagers kind of display our insecurities. In a sense. Yeah, I, I, if I want to spend that, some people do post, like, things on YouTube, um, or, I mean, Snapchat and Instagram, saying that, oh, um, sad songs or stuff like that. They, like, in, in press, um, expression themselves by the use of different um, um, music, different things, and giving showing themselves out mm-hmm. by not actually telling anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. social media is more of a medium for us to display our emotions, mm-hmm. what we actually feel. Yeah. Most of us in well our area we like to use social media to display our opinions yeah. but you talk to us face to face we won't display those opinions because of <laughs> being judged yeah mm. social um yeah stigma yeah, yeah. you're if you're on your phone you're more likely to say to somebody oh yeah come like we can do this we can do that oh um oh yeah I can do this you can do that mm. but if you're face to face you feel scared and feel like if you can't do it they judge you mm. but if you're like like not face to face, on it's like a um, it's like a, a wall. Yeah, it's like a wall between you and reality. Yeah, so it's like keeping you creates a barrier. Yeah, creates mm. barrier for you not to like you especially yourself, but not too much that you're um you're letting your guard down. Yeah. So we've talked about the importance of trust and relationship, being able to understand mental health and spot the signs earlier, to ask in a way that's quite relational Mm -hmm. and empathic. In a practical sense, are there some other things that schools might do, for particularly for exams, I'm thinking now? Yeah, it's like they need to stop putting, like, oh, it's a be-all, end-all, like, they're the most important things of your life. No, they're not. Like, even if you don't do as well, there is other options for you or like now there's apprenticeship but still it's looked down upon and like people who think they can get into they're like oh no now still like you need good grades you need good grades you Mm. need good grades and that I think needs to be like intelligence isn't only your grades and that's what it is pushed like your GCSEs are very very important they're not they are important but not as people how teachers think and do you think that would help with people feeling less pressured yeah I think some of our peers they're not 
written learners, they're more <laughs> practical learners. Like you give these guys an engine to work on, they'll work on it like a professional. Mm. So I think a practical sense, a pract- a really, for example, sciences, mm-hmm. we do practicals, we learn more from it. It's why in our school, it's a strong subject. Mm. But something like, let's say, English, Matt. yeah, or well, maths, we have no practical thing to, to display our talent formats. Mm. There's nothing that's there to display it. Mm. In like maths and English, we keep getting, oh, revision, 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 revision classes, revision test, in class revision, in outside school revision, revision, revision. If they like quarters, calm it down a little bit and do a revision lesson, but next lesson can be a group activity where all the people sit next to each other tell them what what they know what they don't know and like trying to expand it more in the way that kids will like it instead mm. of like revision 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 mm. revision like year 11 almost become a kind of cram school year that's what it honestly feels like is it everything's enjoyable? crammed into no, one year enjoyable. yeah it really isn't no um, something else as well, maybe from like a young age, like year six, year five, when we start doing our SATs, teach them the different ways to learn. Because now we're in year 11, not all of us know the different ways to learn, so it's hard. Because in school, it's just read our textbook and learn it. That's not how many people learn it. True. We need to be... So if, every, if we've got like from year six, if we do like, oh, you learn like by looking or like by listening, and then, then someone by the end of like year 10 will know how to... How, how we work and then yeah. it'll be easier to learn the things yeah I think we could do that th- through teaching revision strategies mm. yeah. and then the two kind of play together yes right be, I learn like this I'm going to revise like this yeah it's fun to what you said um, in primary school you used to think oh it's fun and like when you did that it wasn't like that much pressure because like you were kids, you just thought you were naive, you were just like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, we got GCSE, it's fine. And then you don't know that it goes really quick. Mm-hmm. And then when it goes really quick, all your knowledge is gone, all your messaging around is full, like, just ruined everything. But when you're older, you realise, oh, okay, that's serious. But that's the pressure, that's where all the pressure comes. Because when you were kids, you didn't, like, they didn't really, they, like, kind of put it easy on us. Like, in primary schools, they put it easy on us. They should start putting it easy on us in year 11, saying that it's okay if you if you don't do that well, but it's you still have to try, you try, you try. Because they're trying to say that we we have to do this, we have to get a, we have to get a pass, we have to do this, we have to, have to. But if you say have to, it makes you feel like if you don't do it you failed like you're you're like you're low you can't do this but in primary school it was like you can do it you should do it if you do it it'd be better for you Mm. but we're not putting pressure on you so i think what you're saying is the way that teachers use the language around in year 11 and thinking about exams so not just the language around the pressure that you feel to succeed that this is the be all and end all but the language of how driven it sounds like the language is and that actually you're not enjoying being in year 11. And now a short break to hear from our sponsors. CPOMS is an online system for schools to manage pastoral concerns and events and is now used by over 10,000 schools. The main reason it works so well is that the categories of information a school logs on CPOMS are chosen by the school, so that the concerns you face that are unique to your community or individuals can be logged accordingly. 
it saves a huge amount of time compared to doing things on paper. Chronologies for pupils or school-wide reports can be generated quickly. The Service Point support team provide an incredible standard of service and one of the main reasons that CPOMs are spread by word of mouth to so many schools. For more information go to www.cpoms.co.uk where you can also book a demo for your school. Now back to the podcast. So I guess the question is controversially, do you think you should enjoy Year 11? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's our last year of secondary school. I want to go out, you know, with a bang. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like like schools, like, um, I'm sure, like, in America and stuff, they they still have really high, like, mental health problems. But, like, in senior year, Mm. it's more like having fun. And because, like, in the other years when they, like, start doing the exam, and, like, in senior years, because your last year, you have fun, you get to know your peers, like, it's the time to just enjoy. And I think the exam should be kept to year 10 and year 9 and year 11 yeah have some but then by like february and year 11 all our exams should be done so the last like five months is just us planning for our prom getting ready for that or like Mm. planning for other things like the last year trips or something just to know that we've finished and like do you think that do you think that i mean that's a really important point do you think that the ending of your schooling is important yeah yeah so that you have a good ending yeah because it kind of sets us up for all endings in our life, doesn't it? That actually saying goodbye to something that was a big part of our life is really important. Yeah. Because for 14 or 12 years of school, it's been this one exam, like these exams that we're going to sit. We need to stop putting, like, it's just really hard. I think, like... um, as we're on about practical things school could do, I think remove standardised testing. Mm-hmm. I think exams every other term, that shouldn't be a thing. Mm. It should be once a year. Like, maybe every one term, not half term, mm. but every one term, yeah. there's an exam mm. on everything you've done. That way you're seeing if the student remembers from the start of the term what they learnt, what they remember from the middle, and what mm. they remember from the end. Yeah. But doing one every other week, I'll be honest with you, I see the exam, I dump all my knowledge onto it, I walk out the room, I forget everything. Mm. That's, that's, that's what it honestly is. And that's why we have to revise so much. Yeah. It's because it's, we've gone into that mindset of, all right, I know this exam's coming on this day. I'm going to dump all my knowledge on there and I'm going to forget it afterwards. Interesting approach. Le- less, <laughs> less stress to deal with. Yeah. In, like, this school, we don't really have that many days, like, of, like, we had, like, two trips. Like, if you did photography or geography, we'd have, like, two trips. In, like, in a year, we had, like, and we never had, like, on-close days. We never, like, Mm. we barely have home-close days. So, like, if we had, like, on-close days and stuff, like, fun days, it's more impacted on the student because they want to come in, they want to do this, they want to dress up, they want Mm. to be, like, happy and, um, like, with their friends and stuff. And how um, when Hussein said that um, we we forget everything as soon as we like come out of the classroom, it's because we're not impacted on it. We more likely want to talk to our friends instead of listening to the teacher, or more likely people are talking around you, and you write it. Oh, I can remember this. Oh, it's really easy, really easy. Two seconds later, in the yeah. exam hall, looking at the paper. Oh, we didn't do this. Oh, we yeah. didn't do this. We forgot um, this. It's mm-hmm. like if you have a fun day, then everyone knows. Oh, we've had one day of fun. That's our break over, like, now let's actually do work. Yeah. Like, and, like, if they know there's a reward to get up to, like, so the whole week you do something on Friday, it's a reward day, yeah. then, like, you have something to look forward to, you yeah. do work the whole week. So, oh, Friday, another exam. Like, not right now, in on Fridays, we're supposed to be a good day. We're doing an exams or, like, a practice exam every week. So it's, yeah. like, 
what's yeah. the point? Yeah. In maths, we do exam every Friday. And sometimes um, in English, we, like, do, like, I'll be doing exam techniques and I'll write about the test about, like, oh, paper one, question two, paper three, two, question four. Mm. We're doing question four at this moment. We're researching, researching how you lay out, how you do this, how you do that. But it doesn't really stick in our heads because we do it, we go into the test, we're doing the test, not the teachers. So they don't understand. They've done their GCSEs. It was, it, they've done it. We are doing it now. So it's more likely we, <laughs> we are meant to do it. You're telling us your way, but this generation is different. We might learn a different way. So you'll keep putting the old um, old um, exam things on us, old exam techniques on us. We won't understand it because the next generation's coming. It's more about phones, technology and stuff. So if you keep putting the old things on us, old things, old things, we're going to keep forgetting it. We're going to keep, oh, oh nothing important, nothing important. If you're trying to add some new things into it or trying to make it more, like, for us, for mm-hmm. our generation, it makes it more impact on us yeah. instead of just, oh, um, ETVs or um, whatever. Mm. Like, so I've got one more, one more question, which I think might be quite challenging. So just... Just think about this for a second. If I was to interview you in a year's time, yeah, okay, so okay. you've done your GCSEs, mm-hmm. got what you wanted, and you've got where you want to be, do you think that you would be reflecting back on the the way that the teachers have pushed you, which is what we're talking about? Okay. Do you think at that point you might actually look back and go, I'm quite glad, while it was okay. really hard... I'm quite glad. Do you do you think that might happen, or do you think you would still feel resentful and feel unhappy? I think we should kind of go around there. Okay, because that, that's a good question. Um, personally, I'll be like, okay, thank you for getting me my grade. That's what I do. Thank you for because every school is pretty good at getting grades. Uh, we, we get the grades we want, but at what cost? At what cost did you get me that level nine, that level eight, that level seven? Stress, no night of, no, no night of sleep. Mm, that's a really good answer. I, w- I would be grateful, and but still I would think, I would kind of say to you, you could have taught me in a better way. Like, thank you, but it was more of my work because I didn't really use the exam techniques because it's not working for me. Yeah. So it was more like me doing all the work. So, like, for your next students, maybe help them in a different way and, like... Yeah. Okay, good answer. I would think that I would remember like all the good things that I I'd be grateful, but I would just remember I could still remember primary school because it was different because oh um, it was more about oh it's just sat oh just revising a little bit a little bit a little bit but in year eleven you can all you can remember is the pressure and the anxiety you had and the stress and all the not late nights. But would it be worth it? it so would, when you've got would, that. When you've got the paper in your hand and you're going where you want to go, would it be worth it? It would be worth it, but why? It, like, it's worth it, but for what, though? Like, you did all that stress for a piece of paper that says you passed for college and school, so you can do those things, but instead of, like, all that for you getting anxiety, stress, depression. People have, like, so many people have, like, soft harm because of exams. Mm-hmm. What for? Like, mm-hmm. people are trying to, like, take their lives just for this day. Mm-hmm. And if you, like, lessen the pressure, even though 
in the future I'm getting my grades, I'm working and stuff, and I'm getting money, I still will go back and think, but uh, my, um, when I grow up, my nephew and niece are going to grow up and they're going to do the same thing we did. Are they going to feel the same way? Or oh, this, this. So mm-hmm. you still remember things from prim- secondary school mm-hmm. and primary school, but you remember it as bad things, not the good things. To, to add on, when I get that paper and I look at it, okay, I got level eights and sevens. At what cost? Stress, no night's sleep. But for what did I get those grades for? Another two years of stress, no nights of sleep. Is that really what I want to be achieving? Another two extra years of potentially a, a instant repeat of year 11, maybe even worse. Yeah, and school should be a place to be happy, a place to actually enjoy. Like, in 10 years' time, I don't want to be looked down and say, oh, yeah, I got all nines, but it's not fun, it was just boring. I just had to learn and, like, did exams. I was, yeah, that's so I think this idea of school being a educational place is a bit, I don't want to say wrong, but not right. It sounds like you're telling me that the balance... The, yeah, there's no balance between no balance. social life and education. And happiness yeah. and learning. Interesting. Uh, when you go home, you don't want to revise because in school you're revising, revising, revising. At home you want to sit on your phone, watch YouTube, watch Instagram, watch Snapchat. Mm-hmm. That's it. But when you go home, it's like if you had a fun day in school, you think, okay, we had a fun day, time to revise, time to like mm-hmm. en- engage your brains, time to like remember everything. But like if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're gonna get bored and you're gonna get tired and you're gonna get stressed. I think teachers complaining about revision is kind of, in a sense, almost hypocritical because school becomes so stressful where your only place for comfort, to, for of comfort, is your home. And that's why we go home and don't revise. Because yeah. why should we revise for something that we know we're going to stress over? Mm-hmm. And school needs to help us make a timetable for revision. We don't know how to revise. Like, how do we use our time wisely? We, you just tell us to do, like, three, four hours of revision a day, but we've got nine subjects. We're doing nine GCSE at the same time. How do we balance that all? Mm. And it's only 24 hours. We need to get eight hours of sleep and just six hours of school. There's not enough... I think there's a lot of contradictories within the school system. Mm. If the eight, like the four hours they say you need to revise, it's school. Mm. Because when you go home, you by the time you go home, you finally sit down, you finally rest, straight back onto it, and then you think, I just did this, I just did that, and you just don't want to. Mm. So if the school was like, okay, we put the easy pressure just a little bit and like revise. But kind of fun, like kind of in a way that we will remember. I think revision in personally in my mind has become that word of repeat school at home. That's that's what I define it as now. Repeat what you do at school at home. But how am I meant to repeat that without a method of repeating it? Mm-hmm. And to do I want to repeat it? Do I want to stress myself out more? It's a really good point. I'm more like because teachers do tell us don't burn yourself out, but when they tell you to revise, it's almost like they're saying to you burn yourself out so there's a contradiction Mm. so I I think that is a really good point to sort of end on thinking about that contradiction between what we're sort of told but actually the benefits to us and also that balance of how we learn um, effectively but balanced with happiness and some joy um, in our everyday life so I want to thank you very much for being so open and honest about your experiences and I know that you will have helped others so thank you so much Welcome many times. I hope you found that interview interesting. 
I thought it was an insightful look into Year 11s and their view on the cost of that grade. It's also interesting to note the importance of revision and learning and how to revise and also what works best for them. I'm in the throes of writing and delivering a six-week course for Year 11s. Really, the importance of that planning ahead and not leaving stress management to Year 11 and just shoving in a mindfulness lesson. But a planned approach to PSHE and being able to manage overwhelming feelings and the healthiness of understanding stress and visualisation techniques, for example. So essentially, young people are equipped throughout from year seven all the way through to year 11 to know what works for them, to know how they can handle big, overwhelming feelings and stressful situations so that when they do come to year 11, they've really got those skills and tools ready. The handout this time is a list of key organisations. I've done a lot of training on um, stress when it comes to exams. So I thought it would be good really just to sort of share with you some key organisations and support for pupils. There's also a link there for managing stress with pupils who might have autism too. Take care until next time. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast. For more information and support on this topic, go to the resources section on the website. That's www.halcyon.education forward slash podcasts.